How about that cigar? How about that cigar? Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together. Welcome to episode 102 of How About That Cigar Live from the Drew Estate Cigar Studios. As always, thanks guys so much for hanging out with us tonight. Live on Facebook, live on YouTube, and for those of you listening or watching after the fact, thanks so much for spending some time with us. If you're listening on the audio podcast, thanks for uh, hanging out with us while you're driving down the road or working out. Whatever it is you do when you listen to your favorite audio podcast, thanks for making us a part of that. And uh, yeah, episode 102 of How About That Cigar Live. As always, you guys know that we are brought to you live from the Drew Estate Cigar Studios. And once again, mm. let's talk about the brand new box designs for the famed Undercrown lines. The 25-count design is more compact and shelf-friendly, enabling premium cigar retailers more shelf space inside their humidors. A decade ago, the staff at Drew Estate Factory realized they had to reduce their consumption of Liga Pravada Number no. 9 cigars in order to keep up with consumer demand. These hardworking men and women in Esteli then created their own signature cigar to enjoy. Constructed with many of the same rare tobaccos found in Liga Pravada, the grassroots Undercrown cigar brand debuted, followed by Undercrown Shade and then the Undercrown Sungrown. The new boxes for Undercrown Shade and Maduro are shipping now with the Undercrown Sungrown soon to follow. For more info, please visit DrewEstate.com. So, Guys, this week has been absolutely insane. I don't know about all you out there watching and listening. Uh, my work week was crazy. I had like some 13-hour days, uh, work until 1, 2 in the morning, uh, doing some system stuff that has to be done after hours. So, uh, But it's all good. I'm alive. Uh, two, two weeks past Ristafari. I'm still alive for Kevin and our friends <laughs> checking in. I'm, st- I'm good. I, I hit a little too hard, but I'm good. I'm, I'm alive. And I, I had a birthday on Saturday. Yeah, this guy had a birthday. And I went to this place called Jay Morton's, which is a uh, premium meat market uh, just north of the cities. And I got some Wagyu and I got some 120 day dry aged ribeye and went to a poker night. Matt was there. A couple of other friends of ours were there and uh, shared this meat butter. Oh, <laughs> Guys, it, it, if, if you haven't, if you guys out there who, uh, you know, follow, follow us, if you haven't just splurged once to go out there and get some really high quality, like Wagyu beef or dry aged ribeyes or something, just pick, pick a time when you've got those extra funds, take a little, take a little bit of that stimulus money and, and, and get you a nice piece of steak because this stuff was incredible. And I have had meat from Jay Morton's before, but this stuff was over the top. It was so good. Uh, sous vide. Yeah. Sous vide. Yeah. Uh, that Wagyu for three hours at 133. The, the, so the ribeye, I, I, was, I was surprised. And I was a little weary to do it. But the guy said, uh, wrap it in foil. Cook it at the oven. Cook it in your oven at 170 for two hours. And then reverse sear. So, uh, I was like, really, that's gonna, he said, trust me, um, that will get all the flavors. And he wasn't wrong. The color looked wrong when first, uh, Scott cut into it. He was like, dude, it's overdone. And I was like, but is it dry? And he bit into it and he was like, no. Okay. Seriously, guys. It was like, it was, it's, it's like meat butter. It's all the fat just rendered perfectly uh but that wagyu it was uh it was an ms9 so it wasn't a5 the a5 choices that they had were like 329 a pound and i just wasn't three hundred twenty nine dollars not three dollars twenty yeah three hundred twenty nine dollars <laughs> a pound for a5 and yeah. um i i just couldn't pull the trigger on that but yeah. uh the ms MS nine was at like, uh, it was at like, uh, 89 a pound. Yeah. So do you Garrett, do you follow March madness basketball? So I watch some, I'm not following Like I didn't do a bracket. This is the second year in a row. I haven't done a bracket. Um, and so I'm not, I'm not really following it this yeah. year, but I've watched a few games. I don't know why I'm not into it this year. I'll be honest. I haven't, uh, and I was talking to a friend about this recently. I, 
I honestly quit watching basketball in all forms like right around 20 years ago. So uh, Timberwolves had a nice run in the late 90s, uh, early 2000s a little bit, and then just kind of fell off a cliff. And I saw a lot of the corporate stuff come into basketball, even in the college ranks. And I was like, I'm, I'm done. And I, have, I haven't paid attention since. Uh, I might get back into watching basketball again someday because I was really into it in the 80s and 90s. But now it's just not. And if I'm going to watch basketball, I, you know, I enjoy college far more than I enjoy the NBA. Yeah. Cause those, you know, those kids, they, they want it. They want to make it to that next level and they're hungry. And, um, and the March madness is the best basketball in my opinion to watch. I just haven't. Yeah. I've had and stuff going on. We'll briefly check in on the Minnesota wilds. They're, they're so hot and cold. I mean, they were on such a great run and doing phenomenally well. And then all of a sudden, I mean, the Colorado avalanches hockey teams go are absolutely out of control. They're tied they, to the ducks right now. They are, they, they outscored us in two straight games, I think 11 to one. Uh, so, and that I, if I'm not mistaken, that one was an empty netter. So, <laughs> it's we're just struggling again so we'll see how it goes when we get closer to playoff time but uh you know they just got to pick things up it's all good you know it's uh it's i'm glad it's hockey season and uh you know looking forward to baseball as well uh baseball's underway for spring training and uh nfl drafts right around the corner so good things good things coming up uh, so, guys, without further ado, let's bring our special guest onto yes. the show. And as always, ladies and gentlemen, you know that here on How About That Cigar Live, special guests of the show are brought to you by Corona Cigar Company and CoronaCigar.com, the Internet's largest and easiest to use virtual cigar store. Corona Cigar Company offers you the finest handmade cigars, humidors, and cigar accessories at the absolute lowest possible price. You'll also find unique and limited cigars containing Florida sun-grown tobacco. As a proud American, American president and founder of Corona Cigar Company, Mr. Jeff Borshowitz, believed it was possible to bring cigar tobacco farming back to Florida. At Corona Cigar Company and CoronaCigar.com, you'll find the best selection anywhere in the world of cigars containing this special Florida sun-grown tobacco. If you live in Florida or are just visiting, be sure to visit any of the great Corona Cigar locations in downtown Orlando, Sand Lake, Lake Mary, and also the Davidoff of Geneva Lounge in Tampa. For more info on all of that, please visit coronacigar.com and floridasungrown.com. So, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, if you would please put your hands together, make some noise for our special guest on episode 102 from Black Star Line Cigars, Mr. Eric Bay. Welcome to the show. Hey, what's happening? How you doing? Oh, man, it's hey. a beautiful night. We're loving life, smoking great cigars, talking to a great guest. How are you doing? I'm all right. I'm just glad the weather in Chicago kind of broke a little bit. It's almost 70 degrees a day, and it's probably about 55 or so right now. So I get a chance to smoke with the garage door open, you know, instead there of you go. having it closed up and, and smoking myself out every night. So yeah. All the smoke. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's always nice here in the Midwest when things warm up a little bit. And you, my wife, uh, my wife and daughter were sitting out on the deck a little bit earlier. Uh, yeah. And it's been so long since we've been able to do that. So I'm glad things are turning around. I just got to keep an eye out because there will be a stray raccoon try to come in and have a cigar with me. <laughs> I can't, I can't have <laughs> well, if you suddenly get up and run, we'll know yeah. what, we'll know what's up. Yeah, yeah. We'll send help. Yeah. <laughs> or possum. I got I got possums around my house too. So they they come. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't I don't mm. play with those. I, I I run like a scared girl from those. That's all there is to it. I'm not. <laughs> nope. I don't even. I, I don't even try to pretend like I'm I'm strong around those. I see them. I run. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, so Eric, tell us where you're, uh, where you're broadcasting from, and what you are smoking and drinking along with us this evening. I am broadcasting from my man cave here in Chicago. I'm a retired Chicago firefighter, so I'm uh, mm -hmm. tied to the city. Uh, so I live on the south side, um, and like I said, this is my man cave. So, um, and I am smoking a Warwich, and I'm drinking uh, Old Forster uh, 1920 Prohibition. Very nice. Very nice. Well, uh, welcome to the show from your man cave. And uh, we're so excited because we started seeing uh, seeing some of your cigars on social media and a lot of, you know, a, a lot of press. There was a lot of good things that we were reading and, and hearing about and seeing you on some other podcasts. 
Um, and you reached out and we were obviously more than happy to have you on the show just to learn your story. That's one mm -hmm. of the things we like to do is we like to get to know the people in the business uh, and just give give people kind of this show as a platform just to tell your stories and, and get the word out there. So give us a little bit of an idea about you as a cigar smoker, Eric. What what was your first experience when you sat down and fired up a premium hand-rolled cigar? Um, I actually started smoking in the firehouse uh, about six years ago or so, six and a half years ago, and it was a, a black pearl that I smoked. <laughs> um, I liked smoking it, but the only thing I didn't like was it really upset my stomach, like to the point mm -hmm. I was like, like running to the toilet. So, uh, <laughs> but I, <laughs> I, I still enjoyed the cigar so much that I kept smoking different ones. So I, Went on to smoke a black cherry cigar from a local lounge around here, and then uh, I quickly went on to uh, Drew Estate's uh, Liga Provadas, Dirty Rats, and that type of thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, so, when you started getting into premium cigars, and like you said, uh, you know, working and serving as a firefighter, and and let us both say, you know, uh, thank, you. thank you for your service as a firefighter anywhere around municipalities nice. around the world. Anybody who serves. Uh, whether it's uh, w whether it's police or, or firefighter, EMT, paramedics, uh, thank you guys for for all that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, thank you, thank you. And where so so as you kind of developed uh, a love for premium cigars, uh, did you find yourself going to lounges more and more and, and and learning about different brands that were that were out there and trying to find out what you like to smoke? Mm, I really was going to Benny's. Uh, okay. Benny's is not too far away from my house and they have a pretty good humor over there. So I would go in there. I would talk to the, uh, the guy there at the time who knew a lot about cigars. So I would go in there and talk to him and get different stuff. And, uh, and then I started going to lounges after that and starting to sit and look at their inventory and seeing what they had and, you know, talking to the owners and see what they recommended and that type of thing. And that's how I grew my palate. My palate. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Chris wants to know, where did you get that fine hat? <laughs> Keith and James. Yeah, the Keith and James What's up, Chris? <laughs> so, so talk about the talk about the origin story. When did you come up with the idea to start your own cigar brand, and what did the what did the very beginning of it look like? Because, and and, and if I can add to that, six years, Eric, yeah. six years you've been, you know, and that's a relatively new ish hobby, yeah. new thing. Within six years, we're here. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, fill in the gap for us. Yeah. So when I when I take a liking to things, I dive head first in and so I learned a lot about them. So uh basically I was sitting here in my man cave and was thinking about a business I wanted to start and uh I was just thinking and thinking and I was like, Man, you know, you like these cigars so much, you know, why don't you try to have a run at that? So I reached out to my, my good friend uh, over twenty years, is uh, his name is Derek Bell. And uh he's the one that helped me start the business. So I reached out to him and I asked him to you know, you wanna wanna try to help me start a uh, cigar company. So he uh was was definitely glad to help me out and uh you know, and that's how we ended up here. So we uh started off by uh networking at Drew Estates events because I was smoking a lot of Drew Estate stuff then. Um, yeah. and that's how I, I, I became acquainted with uh Jonathan Drew. So he gave us his email at first and then I didn't get any response to the email, so we went back to another event here in Chicago. So he gave us his number. So and then he's the one that led the LT and the Bronze down in Miami. So um, that's when I uh, uh, I got hooked up with Andy and uh, and LT and the Bronze. And uh, the, for those that don't know, that's Willie Herrera's uh, family's factory. So that's uh, yeah. Sandy uh, Willie Herrera's mother-in-law. So that's where Herrera Steli Miami is rolled out of, and uh, the new Coca Series M Serie M is coming out of there as well. Um, yeah. Sean Williams. So um, yeah, but I had to take Sandy for a long time uh, to get her attention because she wasn't in in the factory a lot. So basically uh to get her attention i sent her some flowers because her mother was sick so i sent her some flowers and i still didn't hear anything so it was about another few months went by and then we decided to call just out of the blue and her daughter answered the phone and um we asked her sandy and she was like oh yeah and giselle said yeah she's right here and handed the phone <laughs> over and then uh sandy remembered that we sent her those flowers she was like you were the nice guy in chicago that sent those flowers right and we were like yeah and she was like yeah i'm, I'm definitely gonna do the blends for you so that's where el, el milagro came from el milagro means the miracle so it's a Mexican yeah. San Andreas wrapper is, is the red one. And then the Sun Grohano is, is the blue one. Okay. Now, do you know Phil Pitts? I'm sorry, dude. Do I know who? Phil Pitts. Our guy, Phil Pitts. Phil Pitts. No? Uh, okay. I don't uh, think I've met him before. Another another Chicago guy. He nearly killed Matt the other day. Yeah, he almost killed me at Ristafari. That's a so, long story. We, we don't have to talk about it. We don't have to talk about it. I just wanted to, <laughs> to call out Phil. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like a funny story, though. 
yeah, we'll, we'll talk the, about the fact that, yeah, the fact that you made it, then, then you know, that means we can laugh about yeah. it. So. We'll talk we'll talk about that off the air. That's <laughs> <laughs> just in case my kids ever watch this. Uh um so so starting off with the uh uh with the first blend or first couple blends working with the people uh at at uh, El Teton. So talk about the process that you went through as far as you know, what did that look like? Did you did you give them some ideas of what you were looking for as far as uh, sizes, flavor profiles, and then they put together some samples and send those off to you? How does that work at the beginning? Yeah, so we knew we wanted a Toro size. That's one of the, the top selling sizes we told us that sells. So, um, and then we were just going off of our palate. Um, so Sandy and Derek and I kind of worked together and picking out the, the, the wrapper binder filling in each one of the blends. So they put the samples together and they sent them to us. So uh, the first uh, set of samples that we smoked, they were good, but they weren't strong enough. So I reached back out to Sandy and I was like, Sandy, these are good, but they, they you know, they're not strong enough. They need, they need more, need more lejero. So she was like, ah, my suerte. I was like, oh yeah, I need stronger. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> I was like, I need stronger. So they put some more lejero in it and then sent the blend back in both blends back. And then that's the version that you have right now. Okay. And this, uh, so this war, Witch that we're Garrett and I are also smoking right now. Uh, and I'm, yeah. uh, I'm having a little Florida Kanye 12 year, uh, along okay. with, and mm. this, uh, the the any kind of rum, you know, I like it because it's usually got some kind of butterscotch stuff going on with it. And this, the War Witch, I like it because there's, it's got kind of these softer front notes of like graham cracker and stuff like that. But then you yeah. get that pepper in the back. Oh yeah, and, it's spicy. And I, it's I like spicy the mix. Steak. I like the mix. Yeah. Did you do a yeah, cold draw? Say- so the cold draw on this mm. was like it was fruity. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Uh, sweet and mm. I was one of my favorite cold draws so far of a yeah. new cigar I've had this year. Delicious no, cold draw. If, yeah, if you guys don't do a cold draw, do a cold draw. Yeah, you mm-hmm. might as the flavors might not even be remotely close to what it is smoking, but it's a yeah. fun thing that I love to do every cigar. Do a cold draw. Mm-hmm. I, Chris, Chris has got this coffee cocktail. I got to try three parts medium yeah. roast coffee, two parts five farms irish cream and one part teeling single i gotta try that because that sounds yeah. like uh that sounds like a good uh a good drink for a day that i have nothing to do <laughs> which they don't come out they don't come around often but that sounds like a good luck having just one of those yeah just just one so so eric um mm-hmm. tell us about so the your your manufacturing partner now is it I'm correct saying you moved on. It, your scars are being produced at Agonorsa Leaf. Is that right? Um, well, yeah, Warwitch is being produced at Agonorsa Leaf. Um, okay. Yeah. So the story behind that is uh, I became good friends with uh, Sean, Sean Williams, and uh, he's, he's become my mentor. So uh, whenever I go to Atlanta, he always invites me over and sit down and we, we talk about my business strategies, and he, he, pay the, he gives me praise or he yells at me. So either, either way, either way, it helps me. But that's but good mentorship. Oh, yeah. He was here in Chicago when he was asking me, um, you know, what what direction did I want to go in? So I was talking about LT and I said I love the factory and they embraced me like family. But, you know, of course, the tobacco is higher because we're buying it from America as opposed to going to Nicaragua or, or Dominican Republic. So he asked, what do you want to do? So I was like, you know, he named up a bunch of factories, uh, Agonorsa, he named Placencia, he named some other ones. And uh, I told him, you know, I'm a fan of Warped because Kyle started off at LT and then he went on to do some stuff with Agonorsa and does stuff back and forth. So I was like, you know, I like that formula because it's two great factories. So I uh, told him, I was like, I'd like to work with Agonorsa. So he told me to hold on and, um, you know, he'll get back to me in a day. So the next day he called me and uh, he told me that he spoke to Terrence Riley uh, personally for me and told me Terrence Riley was waiting. Uh, he was ready to work with us. I called Terrence and Terrence was ready to go. He said, you know, you know, send me whatever blend over that you were looking for. So I sent him two blends. One was War Witch and then the other one was another cigar that I, I may not release. And um, when I got the samples, yeah, War Witch was just phenomenal out the gate, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, I was blown away from the, the, the first time I smoked it. So uh, yeah. I knew I knew when I smoked it that it was going to be a winner. And then I, I just totally forgot about the second cigar. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So and then it turned out when, when War Witch came out, it was, you know, it's a fan favorite, you know. A lot of people like it. They, 
they think just because it's Connecticut that it's supposed to be just like this real mild light cigar. And, and then when they smoke it, they find out it's flavorful and it's spicy and peppery. And, it's, and then when you get to that midway point, that's when you, the uh, the strength kicks, kicks up some too. So yeah, so it's, it was a good size, a good size of Corona box press that people like too. And it's not a full blown box press. It's a, it's a soft box press. It's soft not like box, a Java yeah. where it's like a square. You know, it's yeah. a soft yeah. box press. So people like that aspect of the other soda as well. Yeah, it's easy to smoke, you know, and it's uh, and and we've so we've been fortunate too to have uh, uh, Sean Williams on the show, and uh, we absolutely love that guy, love and Sean. and we can see why, uh, you know, just because he he kind of has that, um, he's kind of got that mentor spirit to him, you know, yeah, and he's uh, um, he's just a great guy. We love him to death, and Terrence has been on the show as well, and and yeah. Terrence is. Uh, uh, Terrence is just like a, a ball of energy. You know, he's just, he gets, yeah. he gets his hands on a project and he gets in there to help somebody out and he's just nonstop. And, uh, yeah, so that's Joel Osteen. Yeah. What's that? Yeah. I said, that's Joel Osteen. Joel Osteen. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody <laughs> says he looks like Joel Osteen. <laughs> yeah. Every, that's, I love those. I love seeing those comparisons out there. People put the side by side pictures. Yeah. That's, that's fantastic. Now, Eric. Uh, so you've got some love happening in the in the comments section. We've got sure. uh, Faith, you know, throwing out. Um, oh, that's my wife. Okay, Faith is throwing out bslcigars.net, yeah. and then uh, Tally is throwing out blackstarline.shop. Are these places yeah. people can go to find both your cigars and swag? Yeah, that's the website. So they, they both go. Both of those. Um, go to the same site so it doesn't matter which one you go you put in oh, okay. they both go to the same site so okay yeah and uh, mm-hmm. do you have an online presence for cigars for um cigars? Online? yeah i said i sell directly i sell directly to consumer but i'm also carried with provider club uh cigar federation is sold out so they they got to re-up with us uh cigarclub.com has us and uh i think that's it for the uh online okay uh, yeah do and you have do you have that hoodie on on the site? Everybody asked me that. There was only <laughs> one mate, and it was for me. No, I've been debating. I've been debating if I'm going to put them out or not. So yeah, well, but yeah, I've, everybody everybody likes this hoodie. You know, there, there's Dude. a lo- there's a lot of votes that you should put those out. Yeah, you need that. I'll pick <laughs> I'll pick one up. I I would definitely yeah support okay. that hoodie. Now, yeah. when did you release the War Witch? When did that come out? Um, War Wish was initially released at uh, NFG, uh, twenty twenty. No fucks given, twenty twenty. Oh, down the, the underground. underground. Under, yeah. underground. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I, I initially released it uh, as a special size. The special size was the Robusto of five by fifty. So that was what I released at Underground for their event, and then the the normal production at the time was Corona Box Press. So, um. But yeah, we at, at Underground we sold 415 World Witch in four hours, so it was wow. it was a it was a hit, you know. Everybody, yeah. people just kept coming back to the table to get more. And a shout out to uh, Don Wiggins and all the crew there at uh, yeah. and Don. Good, that's my man. Good people there. Uh, Philip Pitts wants to know uh, in the Chicago area where uh, what shops can he find those at in the Chicago area? Casa de Puros in Forest Park and Legendary on uh, I think it's 50, 57th and Wentworth. I don't have a huge presence here in Chicago, but I have, I'm carried in 40 different lounges nationwide. Nice. What about, uh, what about outside the U S anything yet or, or still in the works? No, I, I haven't even tapped maybe, into America maybe yet. Someday. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> baby steps, baby steps. Yeah. Um, we've only so, been a year and eight months and there's only three of us that are, you know, uh, that are working in two of them full-time jobs. I'm, I'm the only retired guy. So, you know, yeah. So, so the the War Witch got it all started. Connecticut wrapper, flavorful, spice to it at the same time. So then, talk to us about this one. I'm going to hold up to the camera here with the red yeah. band on it. Yeah, it's a Mexican San Andreas Ecuadorian binder and a Nicaraguan filler. Um, okay, full body cigar. Because uh, the Mexican San Andreas wrapper's got the earth, the clay. It's got spice in it and a nice pepper. And uh, it's got a it's got a good do to do the whole cigar. So you know, if you like a more full body cigars, you know that would be the one you'll go for. That's actually okay. my favorite one too. Uh, it was actually rated the highest out of the three cigars as well. So by uh, okay. Stogie Press. Nice. Yeah, it, was rated, it was rated a ninety two. And then uh, this one with the uh, the beautiful bright blue bands. What's that one? 
That one's a sun-grown Habano, Ecuadorian binder, and Nicaraguan Dominican filler. Okay. So some medium-full cigars, flavorful all the way through. It's not as strong as the red one, but some people say the the blue one is better than the red one because it's just like a flavor bomb. So yeah, uh, a lot of people call it an everyday smoke. You know, so it's 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 not something that's gonna really like put you on your ass, but you you'll get some strength out of it and you'll get a lot of flavor. So if you were gonna tell, um, you know, somebody who's a novice cigar smoker, somebody who's maybe maybe brand new to cigars, you know, they're they're uh, they're on maybe their tenth or twelfth cigar of their life. Mm-hmm. Would you have them start with that blue band from your line, or would you have them start with the Warwitch? I would have them smoke the blue one. I've actually done that before too. And then okay. the young lady that uh, she normally smoked flavored cigars, and uh, she wanted to support me, so she bought a blue one and she smoked it and she loved it. Um, the Warwitch may be a little too much for a brand new smoker. Cause like I said, once, once the strength kicks up, it's, it's like, it, it doesn't let go, you know? <laughs> Cause when I first smoked it, I, I wasn't ready for it and it got me and I had, it was cold out. So I had to go outside and get some air. So. Yeah. So this Warwitch, here's the thing that, um, for those who know box pressed cigars can can tend to have a very loose draw. They can, mm-hmm. um, and it's very easy to over smoke a lot of box press. Mm-hmm. This is perfectly rolled. The resistance is it's perfect. just right. Yeah, it's it is just right. Perfect yeah. mm-hmm. uh, on this box press. So, it, you know, good job to yeah. the no, factory people who uh, put this together because. It's fantastic. Yeah. yeah I got North Leaf from Seed to Ash is great product. Man. Yeah. And they, I mean, they've, they've just got so many great people around there who know what they're doing from the people who, uh, everything from the people who, who process the tobaccos to, uh, to deveining yeah. to, to sorting all of it. You know, they've, they've been doing it so long. And then, then on top of that, you, like you said, you, you get somebody like Terrence involved. Um, uh, so, Talk to us a little bit about, um, you know, from the factory relationship standpoint and also the mentorship standpoint. Uh, you mentioned already, obviously, Terrence uh, and Sean Williams. Are there some other people who uh, have even even just uh, maybe if there's somebody you sent some cigars to and said, hey, please smoke these and tell me, give me your honest opinion. Um, who are some other people that you've reached out to just to kind of get their feedback? Um, well, early on, Steve Martin and Mike Rosales from Romacraft, they, they gave me, they sat and talked with me for a while, you know, and told me about tobacco. Uh, Skip has smoked all three of the cigars and he's posted on Instagram for me. So, he, you know, he's, a, he's definitely a supporter and he roots for me. And, you know, anytime I reach out to him, he give me any kind of advice I want. Um, Pete Johnson from Tatawahe, I've sat and talked with him. Uh, he, he, he tried to give me everything he could in a short, short time period. Because uh, you know, up down does the Tatawahi Marty 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 Gras man. So he was there, and I, I got a chance to, to sit with him in the back of the bus. They were doing a bus ride from Goose Island to up down. So on our way back, he ended up coming to the back of the bus and sitting next to me, and we just started talking. And he was like, "Oh yeah, that's what you want to do." He's like, oh, "I'll tell you everything I can within this ride from from Goose Island to um, up down." So yeah, um, who else have I said? So of course JD. Um, I talked to Lito, Lito a little bit, Lito Gomez. I've, I've met him before. Um, and I know other cigar owners, uh, Jonas from Blackbird. He, he, he gave me a lot of good tips, you know, because he, he said when he was coming in that it was it was other brands that were kind of trying to block him and didn't want to tell him anything. So he said, you know, he didn't want to be like that. So when he found that I had a cigar line, he just came. I was at his event and he just came and sat next to me and started just giving me tips and uh, Instagram tips. Uh, Tips on how to get better prices on bands. I mean, the boxes, everything. They gave me his number so I can call him anytime. So, nice. um, it's been a very warm welcome coming into this industry, and I find out that a lot of owners are very friendly. And they, you know, it's not a competition thing. They want we want to see everybody do well. You know, that's right. That's what I love, and, and it's the same in cigar media as well. Um, <clears throat> you know, we're friends with all the other cigar media outlets and and just cigar culture in general. <clears throat> so, Eric, when you know. You started smoking. You started enjoying cigars. You're developing your palate. You're growing in. When was that moment that you were like, "I think I want to do this"? 
<laughs> what was like, what was that moment like? Like I said, I was smoking a lot of Drew Estate cigars. So I mean, I probably almost had every one of them they they've they had outside the H ninety nine. I still can't find that one. But <laughs> um, <laughs> but, uh, like, like I said, yeah, we're sitting here in the garage. There's studio I, sponsor. We can't get him either. <laughs> I was I was actually smoking a Drew Estate business, and, <laughs> you know, and I, I really liked interacting with JD and and how much of a people person he was, and I was really impressed with his um, when I, I was watching him talk to other people, and I, I was really impressed with his memory because he you know he might have met you four years ago, and um, if he doesn't remember your name, he remembers the interaction, and he yeah. re he remember what you all talked about too, so when he when we met him a few times, and he definitely remembered, you know, who we were and what we were trying to do, and um, you know, the love that he showed us, you know, it was, it, that, that's that's part of the reason, too, is, you know, J.D. really, really impressed me. He, you know, he comes through and he's, he's just a really nice guy, you know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. When you're, you know, it's also amazing to we see your wife on here um, mm -hmm. to have a partner like that. Um, how has that partnership been? And, you know, what did those conversations look like early on with, you know, hey, baby, I want to I want to start the cigar thing? Yeah, well, she was all for it. She was, she told me she was like, I know you like those, and she didn't like cigars, but you know she knows I love them. So, and she knows things that I like and are passionate about. So she knew I was going to do well with it because I was going to work really hard to make it happen. Um, yeah. She uh, she helps me out. Uh, she goes to get my uh, thank you cards printed, and uh, when I'm out of town, she's the one that's shipping the pro the product out. So you know, because I like to have, make sure the product gets shipped out within 24 hours. So if I'm going somewhere promoting, then she's the one that's, you know, I'll send her over a screenshot of what needs to be sent out. And she she does it. She does all the quality control and putting it together and shipping. So uh, it's a good partnership. You know, she's uh, she definitely helps me out a lot. So. Yeah. That's awesome. And you um, and I, I'm sorry if I'm wrong about this, but I think I saw on uh, on the website that, that you you also have some flavored cigars. Is that right? <laughs> yeah, I do. I do. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Rum, peach cognac, uh, vanilla bourbon, uh, coffee, and um, apple whiskey. So okay. I infuse everything here in my house. It's actually Aganorsa tobacco that I'm infusing. So um, okay. it's not it's not like war or anything. It's a, a whole different blend. Uh, yeah. Corojo wrappers is what I use for those. They're six by sixties. Uh, I do all the work here myself. I let them age and you know and, and infuse and then. Once they're ready, I have people that, that indulge in that type of cigar. I have them come over and have them smoke it. And, and I even smoke them every once in a while, even though I despise infused cigars. But uh, I'll smoke it every once in a while just so I can talk about it. You know? But yeah. um, I really go off of what people say that actually like that type of cigar. And they tell me, hey, you know, it's ready to be, be released. And once I get that go, then I, I release them on the uh, website. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, yeah, I sell a lot of those though. Like I, I think I sold at least a hundred of them today. So yeah, and, and oh. we're also kind of in the same that same vein. We're not really big on flavored or infused cigars, mm -hmm. but but a few times a year we'll grab uh, you know a coffee infused or acid or something like Leather that. Rose. You know, just honestly, it kind of it just kind of mixes things up a little bit sometimes, mm -hmm. just to yeah. uh, just to give give uh, give our palate a little something different to uh, to uh, mix it up. Yeah. 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 So, oh, sorry. Go ahead if you want. If you have something. No, I was gonna say. I, you know, I try to smoke the fat bottom Bettys and all the stuff from yeah. South Dakota. I think it is. Yeah. Excuse me. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, Deadwood. Yeah, that's what it is. Um, I used to like them initially, but then, like my palate kept changing, and I tried to smoke them again, and I just didn't like them anymore. You know. Mm -hmm. uh, and then my my palate has been changing so much. Like I like I try to smoke some making cigars, and they just they're not doing it anymore. And I don't know why, but it's, I don't know if it's what I'm eating. I'm eating more spicy stuff or I'm just smoking more Nicaraguan stuff or stuff from Esteli. You know, I, it's, it's something, but it, my palate has changed, you know? Yeah. And like a lot of LFDs that I used to like, I just did, 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 they're not doing anything for me anymore. Over the 24 years I've been smoking cigars, uh, my palate has changed, I don't know how many times. Mm. And, you know, like right now I'm in a big Connie um, kick. I'll, I'll okay. go back to, you know, something else here. It just, it's constantly changing for me. Okay. Yeah. Um, but Eric, tell us about the name black star line. Where did that name come from? And, and then maybe tell us about the artwork in that process. Uh, black star line is actually Marcus Garvey shipping company. 
So uh, Marcus Garvey had a shipping company where he was going to uh, transport goods and as, as well as people from America back to Africa. He was buying dilapidated ships, so he never really made it across to Africa. So what he did was he just did did business in the islands. So I like the concept of, of transporting things worldwide. So that's why I decided to call my Star Line Cigars, because eventually I will get across the pond and, and start doing business over there. I actually do have customers in Europe. I just don't have I'm not in lounges there. Sure. I've shipped to Japan and, you know, other countries, too. So I've shipped internationally. I just don't have a presence in those countries. Mm -hmm. mm. And then the artwork, where did uh, where did that come from? The artwork is the African symbol. So that the symbol represents uh, opening the roads. So I wanted to open the roads for Black Star Line cigars to be very successful. So that's why I yeah. use that 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 symbol. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's nice. I love it. It's just clean. It's neat. So talk to us a little bit about um, because you know one of the things that uh, as for us as cigar nerds and also a lot of people who watch and listen to the show. Um, mm -hmm. People are always interested in, uh, and we're really interested in if there's if there are any projects you're working on right now. If there's any test blends that you're kind of in the middle of and that may become future projects, or mm -hmm. or are you focusing your attention right now on growing the brand and the core lines? Uh, well, I mean, I'm always growing, so yeah, I do have new stuff. Uh, hopefully, if Agonorsa can get me the cigar next month, um, I do have a new stick called Lalibella. Um, it's a Mexican San Andreas wrapper, uh, Corojo binder, and uh, Jalapa Nelsili in the in the uh, filler. Um, it's coming out in a six by sixty and uh, Toro size as well, six by fifty two. So, okay. uh, so I, I brought out a bigger size. A lot of people would ask me about bigger cigars, and I don't smoke big ring gauges. If it's over a fifty four, I'm probably not interested in something. But um, yeah, yeah, so yeah. I, but I do. It's yeah. a lot of people that ask me about six by sixties, and the samples I got were six by sixty, and it was a fantastic blend. So I'm really I haven't had it in the Toro size. So if I liked it in the six by sixty, I'm I'm probably gonna be amazed by the by the Toro size. Yeah. Um, I did move production uh, from uh, El Tito de Bronze to Agonorsa for the El Milagro sticks. Um, the reason for that is, uh, COVID hit. And uh, everybody in the factory, you know, for those that don't know, uh, LT and the Browns is a very small factory. So I think it's six to eight rollers in there. Everybody in the factory, including Sandy, her mother, and I think Willie and his wife caught it. So the factory was shut down for two months. So then yeah. when, um, when they opened back up, you know, you got Warp coming out of there. You got La Polina Goldies coming out of there. Uh, Herrera Stelly, Miami. And then what I didn't know was coming out of there that I found out was the Cohiba Sirium. So they really didn't have time for me. So, yeah. uh, so I, I was I talked to Terrence and we successfully replicated the blends at, at Agnorsa. And then I'm gonna circle back to LT and I'm gonna do some other blends with them because I have some ideas that I want to do even, even names and stuff. I'm, I'm gonna do some for firefighters. Uh, some firefighter stick that's gonna come out oh, of nice. LT and Bronze. Yeah, cool. So yeah, so that's that's gonna be that's gonna be a a, a good project that I'm gonna do with them. Uh, I do a limited edition out of there, and then you know, I'll, I'll just keep doing it like that, you know. Yeah. Um, and then I have uh, a coffee coming as well. Uh, hopefully, okay. release Friday. It's a Warwich coffee. It was made particularly to pair with the Warwich. That's an Ethiopian coffee, um, medium roast, I think it is. Oh yes. And um, it's and I'm not even really a coffee drinker, but when I had it, I was like, this is a this is a good coffee, you know. And even if you don't smoke, it's a good standalone coffee as well. Ethiopian and Matt and I talk about Ethiopian coffee all the time. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. the, the natural aroma mm -hmm. of Ethiopian coffee yeah. is like blueberries and yep. deliciousness. Yeah. And I, I was, I was fortunate yeah. to mm -hmm. grow up or not to grow up, but to uh, I've lived next to an Ethiopian family for 13 years now. Okay. And this time of year, anytime now they should be getting their shipment of beans and for like two weeks straight, they just roast beans in their garage mm. and just wafts the entire neighborhood. That is the best part of waking up. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it is wonderful. Yeah. It's See, normally when I smell coffee, it just smells like coffee to me. This particular coffee had a great aroma to it, like a key lime pie type smell to mm -hmm. it. And it was like other citrus notes when I was smelling it. And I was like, wow, this it, it just smells delicious, even when you're um, when you're preparing it, you know. So. Yeah. 
Yeah, so I'm excited. Uh, we finalized the package uh, packaging um, two days ago, and, and the printer uh, only takes like a day to print the stuff up. So um, we're looking to do an IG Live, uh, me and Ethnos Coffee out of Memphis, uh, doing the collaboration. So we're looking to do the IG Live so we can talk about it sometime uh, midweek, I think, next week, So and then uh, release it. So yeah, and Are you going to do that on the website where people can get it? Yeah, I'll, I'll sell it on my website, and then Ethnos will have it too. So you'll be able to get it in two different places. Perfect, nice. Mm-hmm. So let's let's talk uh, short term oh. and long term goals. Oh no, I, I, no left, I left two things out. Um, yeah, go for it. I did recently smoke a Maduro version of Woolwich, which was phenomenal. <laughs> it's, it's got it's got a Corolla wrapper on it, and I I, I had Morley Hero put in it, so it's uh, that was a fantastic thing. And then also, uh, I'm working out a deal with all all three Smoker Abbeys, uh, the one in Nashville, the one in Memphis, and one in Austin, to do a special size of the Woolwich, and it'll be a Perfecto. And it'll be the Corojo side, the Corojo wrap on it, too. So Nice. So that's the other new stuff that I got coming out. Very cool. Yeah, that's that's uh, uh, that's a good group to be in with. Yep. They they uh, they move product, and they, they're good people, definitely. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, so let's talk. Let's talk. Um, you know, because this is such a new project and it's so it's just honestly, it's so great to see the cigar community because uh, we love this cigar culture and the cigar community so much. Mm-hmm. And like you said, you've gotten a lot of uh, just a lot of people who who wanted to give you advice and come along and give you help. So mm-hmm. now that you're like 18 months into this, what are what are like short term goals and long term goals for the brand? What What are you looking for to to get out of this? Short term, I need to make sure that I keep enough inventory to keep up with the demand. You know, because yeah. that's the problem that I have right now is I, I just keep running out before I can get more cigars. And then, you know, people go to my website and everything's sold out. It's a good problem, but still a problem, you know. Uh, Long term, I want to make sure that I'm in more lounges and more have more of a nationwide presence. Because um, even though I'm in 40 lounges, there's still thousands upon thousands of people that never heard of me before. Even though I'm coming out of Agonos and LT and Bronze, they still don't never heard of me before. So, yeah. you know, I want I need to get more of a presence in more uh, more states and more lounges and you know people I do more events and you know more people get to know me and you know get to know the brand and get to know the tobacco and know what's good tobacco. It's not some tobacco that I'm just rolling in my basement. So yeah. <laughs> and so we talked a little bit before we went live that you are planning on attending the tpe trade show in may yeah Peter. and yeah. are you are you also going to plan on uh attending the pca trade show in july i'll be there as well uh, okay I'm actually going there with the uh, owner of uh robusto tobacco house in uh, atlanta so okay. i'll be going there with rob and uh, my good buddy cliff i'll be i'll be there with him and cliff is the manager of robusto tobacco house Unfortunately, to Robusto's Tobacco House burned down recently, so um, they're in the process of rebuilding it. And um, Rob actually got approached by Bravo uh, T to do a uh, reality show on the rebuild of the uh, of the of the shop. So, and my 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 ugly mug may make an appearance on the show <laughs> at one at one point or another. <laughs> so, uh, and I think you did mention it a little bit ago, but as far as your your brand of cigars, which is the one that you find yourself reaching for more than any other? The San Andreas. Yeah, the San Andreas. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. a huge fan of San Andreas rappers. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I, you know, that's the first one that I fell in love with, even though I love the other two, you know, but that's, you know, that's that's my favorite one. Uh, that one was rated a 92 by Stogie Press. Uh, War was rated a 90 by Stogie Press. And uh, the Sun Girl Habano was rated a 90 by Stogie Press as well. So, uh, nice. nice. Well, it's, it's exciting stuff We're we are, um, obviously just, uh, for the first time smoking the war, which we're already fans and, uh, excited to try the other, uh, uh, cigars that you sent to us to sample. We, we appreciate that so much because we know inventory is low. So we appreciate a couple cigars to, uh, uh, to try out and get to know your brand and stuff. And, uh, man, it's, it's just exciting stuff. Uh, we love, seeing new brands, you know, even, even with everything going on in the world today, whether it's FDA regulations or COVID or anything like that, you know, starting a new brand, it's, it's a daunting task, but 
you know, we, we admire and appreciate, uh, you know, the balls that it takes to, to just really put yourself out there. And, and we think you've seen good success so far and we think yeah. there's going to be more of it. Yeah. Cause you know, tobacco is being demonized right now. So, you know, it's, it's, mm-hmm. you know, it's tough, but I, you know, I'm not scared, you know, they, they're going to, they have to make me stop selling cigars for me to stop doing it. If they, if they don't, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to keep producing good stuff, you know, and I'm just yeah. putting it out. Because I, I got to give the people what they want. And, uh, you know, I, I think I got a good enough palate to keep putting out good cigars and coming up with good blends. So, you know, yeah. and it's, it's, worked, it's worked so far. You know? Well, we're in a, a craft renaissance right yeah. now, too, with everything from, you know, cigars to beer to wine. And mm-hmm. we're seeing a lot of great craft stuff. And yeah. that's the thing that I love about what Matt and I do is getting to talk to um you know, people like you, Eric, and hear your story and, you know, the fact that you've had the mentors, the people that you've had tells people that you're doing it right. You're not yeah. out here to just, you know, hustle and, you know, yeah. sell some crappy cigars. You're putting out a damn yeah. good product. Thank and you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because a you, lot of people think I just jumped into it because I had enough money to buy some cigars. I'm like, no, I, I went and I <laughs> sat with <laughs> I sat with owners and, and became right. friends with them, and you know, yeah. to the point we talk to this day. You know, so yep. yeah, and then I'm looking to meet more owners, you know, and yep. and yeah. network and, and get to know what they're doing so I can do things better on my end. You know, yeah. And anybody new that's coming behind me, you know, I, I'm people reach out to me all the time. I'm more than glad to talk to anybody. You know, if I can help you. You know, yeah. if I know something about it or, you know, there's some way I can help, I'm, I'm glad to do it because that's what was done for me. Yeah, that's what awesome. it's all about. So is it time? I think so. It's time? I think it's time. All right. It is now time for this week's Numero, Numero de los Muertos. And as always, guys, you know that Numero de los Muertos is brought to you by Smoke In Cigars. So please visit SmokeIn.com and visit Honest Abe and the whole team over there at Smoke In to find a great selection of premium hand-rolled cigars. So, Garrett, what do you have for us this week? All right. Just to remind everybody, Numero de los Muertos is a uh, game we like to play where I give a number, and it's up to you, the viewers, and our guests, and uh, Matt, to guess how these people died. And this week, I've got a couple different numbers for us. So... A 30-year average in the U.S. is 47. Okay, that's the 30-year average since 1986. But since uh, in the last 10 years, so from um, from 2010 to 2020, it has gone down to 27. Not trying to throw you off because that really... I don't have an answer for that, but the uh, there's two different averages there. So, all right, we've got we've got a couple different numbers. So we're talking recently, 20, 27? 27 in the last yeah ten years. Okay, so average of twenty seven per. Is this U.S. only? This is U.S. only. All right. So as always, viewers, if you got guesses, uh, leave some guesses in the comments. Eric and I are gonna throw some guesses out here and try to get some more clues along the way. Uh, do not, uh, do, do not be, uh, out there. All our viewers, uh, don't be on your phones digging for, uh, digging for clues. Be, uh, be right about this. Um, all right, John, it is not medical Quentin, uh, Skipbo and pet rock. <laughs> I think you should just go drown yourself. Yeah. I think, I, I, I think Thor, uh, oh, is it dodgeball? Dodge. Chad says dodgeball. I uh, I hope it's not dodgeball. Maybe it's a wrench. If you can dodge a wrench, you can. If you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. Um. So, uh, Orlando, it's interesting that you say that because while it's not fishing, fishermen are at the top of the list. Oh, so there's a big clue. Okay. All right. All right. So 27 a year, United States. Uh, Faith guessed skydiving. It is not skydiving. Mm. Yeah, I'm not uh, sure. Uh, it is not noodling. 
which is on my bucket list. Thor's Thor's always got the hmm. always shrimping. Shrimping? No, it's not shrimping. Uh, not sharks. We did sharks. Yeah, it's very low number. Surfing. On, surfing is not. It's not surfing. Okay, that was a good guess. Um, it is. So it's related to fishing. No, it's not, not related to it. No. Um, is it related so, to fish? Mm-mm. Well, why did you say what you said then? <laughs> the, the, so ninety percent of the people who die from this were out fishing. Uh, uh, Chad, you're you're closer, but you you guys are focusing too much on on the water. While the water statistics are obviously significant, it can happen anywhere. Mm. Crack. Uh, <laughs> what was that, Eric? <laughs> crack. crack. <laughs> All them crack that can, that can happen them. anywhere. <laughs> that can happen anywhere. That's probably more than twenty-seven a year. Sadly, uh, drowning, not strangled by net. Is it lightning? It is lightning. Damn. Uh, okay. Lightning. Twenty-seven a year, but it was it was more than that before. The, the thirty-year average was forty-three. Um, since 1986, if we go back to 1986 um, to 2019, whatever that time period was, it was 43. But between 2010 and 2020, it was 27. So I had been seeing lightning guest on this for a long time. I never did it. For some off. reason, I thought we already did that one, but you're right. We didn't. I haven't done lightning yet. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so... Uh, overwhelming majority are men and are out fishing because men are stupid. Yep, yep, yep. See them storm clouds. I'll be, I'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, in, I'm fine in my aluminum boat. Yeah, that's I'll holding a fishing rod up in the air. Yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. It's Everything's fine. Everything's fine. I'll be, I'll, okay. be, I'll be home for dinner, honey. Everything's yeah. fine. So yeah, I've never been fishing before. My dad has though. He never took me to. You've never been fishing? Never. I, I actually been interested in it. Yeah. yeah. If it's not your thing, it's not your thing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's wow. uh that's a good one. It was that's a, good a good one. one. Good job, man. I and like I bet the numbers for 20 if if you take a few years from now when they have the statistics ready, the numbers for lightning strikes in 20 for deaths by lightning in 2020 are going to be real low cuz nobody went outside. Mhm. Mm yeah. So, see, COVID keeps you safe, you know, from lightning. Because you unless can't you go in your house. <laughs> yeah, unless your house gets struck by lightning. <laughs> Which, so I looked, um, you know, deep into the statistics, and there's this one page that like has it all categorized by age and um, uh, and locations and states, and uh, the Midwest, especially like Tornado Alley, are the big uh, culprits. Um, a lot of fresh water, uh, not as so much salt water, but uh, a lot of fresh water accidents yeah that makes sense yeah so that that's was a good one that was this week's numero de los muertos and once again as always numero de los muertos brought to you by smoke in cigars so all right eric lightning round all right if if you could hear the thoughts of one living person for 10 minutes who would it be and why Mm, one living person for 10 minutes um whoa that's a good one um hmm. i would probably say krs1 because he's my favorite rap artist so i would want to know like how he's developing the rhymes and what what he uses for the inspiration for his songs and how he puts the songs together and that type of thing you know, I'm a big hip hop head, so I, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm listening to rhymes all the time. Uh, oh, most definitely, yeah, most definitely. You know, I, I would like to hear what's going on in his head, and you know, uh, and, uh, and, nice. and see how he's putting his rhymes together. Because in any time I'm getting ready for an interview, I always listen to uh, uh, most definitely Tyler Quali, the Black Star Line album or Black Star <laughs> album, because yeah. they they talk a lot about Black Star and stuff. So that gets me hyped up for the interview. Oh, yeah. so I'm, I'm always ready. So. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, Nas was one of mine. Uh, KRS One would be yeah. one of mine. Uh, yeah. Black Thought. Black Thought is yeah. Absolutely, I I I can't get enough of him. Uh, always yeah. have. Yeah, Just the roots. Yeah, yeah. Listening to them early on when they first came out. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Philadelphia, Philadelphia. They they put on some good music. So, and uh, the the British. He he died last year. The British uh, British guy, MF Doom. Oh, Doom. He yeah, was. Yeah, I listen to Doom every day. Yeah. Every day, I miss him so much. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. you know, Zev Love X uh, when he came mm-hmm. out with uh, Third Base and um, and uh, uh, Black Bastards was that one, you know. So mm-hmm. you know, yeah. And then he when Sub Rock died and he, he went underground and came back out with the mask and yeah, yep. Doom, Doom, yeah. and then oh uh, yeah, I listen that to Doom every day. Yeah, yeah. That, that mask and and he was, I mean, he was so he was what forty six, yeah, something like was, that. Uh, he was it's closer to fifty. Yeah, when he died, yeah, he was, he, yeah. was but he was still so young. I mean, yeah, man, he actually died on Halloween, and I, I was amazed that they actually kept it a secret that whole time, right? Until they released right. it because nobody knew because you know? the news didn't come out till like late January, I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That was, yeah, that, I was, I was, was, Doom is one of my favorite artists. I love, I love yeah. that, yeah. All right, if you were about to get into a fight, what would your soundtrack music be? Wu Tang Clan <laughs> <laughs> or Onyx? Onyx! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or MOP Brown. M- M- yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. Annie up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love it, Onyx. All right. So long time. Uh, choose choose one of the following. You could hit a home run as a starting pitcher. You could score a touchdown as a defensive lineman. You could score a goal in a hockey game as the goalie or a goal in a soccer game as the goalie. I would choose football because I actually played football. Okay. I was a defensive back. So, yeah, I, I would I would go for that. And 85 Bears is my favorite team ever. So, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. I never really got into baseball. You know, Bo Jackson is one of my favorite players. And I've seen him play live and I fell asleep. So, when he played for the Sox, you know. But, um, yeah, I, I would go with football because it, uh, actually that was my sport. Every time I hear Bo Jackson, I got it just goes through my head. Bo knows this and Bo knows that, but Bo don't know Jack because Bo can't rap. (laughs) Yeah, fight dog. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Did you uh, um, did you ever get to see him play live, either baseball or football? Bo Jackson. Yeah, Yeah. when he was with the White Sox. Yeah. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah, and like I said, I I was so bored that I fell asleep because. Baseball was just boring to me, you know, I just, and then I, it was like uh, 10 years later, I took my son um, to a soccer game and I fell asleep. I had one year and I fell asleep then too. So I was like, <laughs> I see, I see this is a trend going on. So, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I did. I played baseball as a, as a youth and um, it was fun playing it, but just sitting there watching it, I was just kind of, I was kind of bored with it. Joe, did you, uh, Ever have uh, any pick sixes as a defensive back? Um, I only played in high school, so yeah, okay. I had some there. Yeah, okay. I could have played. You know, I went to the University of Illinois. I could have played. I could have walked on the team there, but I just I, I wanted to run track, so I ran track in the University of Illinois. Mm. Okay, would you run? Four hundred meters. Oh, same Ooh. here. Same here. Mm-hmm. Back when I was young and thin. Many, many decades ago. Many, many decades. Uh, all right. If you could bring back any fashion trend from the past, what would it be? Ooh, <laughs> <Probably> none. <laughs> <laughs> none of that stuff I would wear. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good answer. But uh, I, mean, I guess you can go into hip hop era. I, I, I see people walking around with the eight ball jackets and stuff. So that's coming back. Yeah. And, uh, you know, um, maybe starter coats. You know, because I used to like the starter coats a lot when I was younger. So maybe maybe that, you know. Yeah, but just not so many Raiders coats. Like Yeah, right. It used to be all Raiders. It was all Raiders. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Did you have, uh, when you were a, a kid or a teenager, did you have a favorite celebrity crush? Mm, yeah. Uh, Jasmine Guy. 
Yeah, Jasmine <laughs> guy from different, different world. <laughs> yeah, Jasmine guy from different world. Yeah, yeah. And then oh. when, when my son, uh, my son goes to Howard. So uh, when I was taking him to school uh, at the orientation, she actually was there, and I was too chicken to go over to say something to her. So. <laughs> oh, I would have yeah. been too. <laughs> um, if you could add any person's face to Mount Rushmore, who would it be? Mount X. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Malcolm X. Yeah, that's, that's my guy. Yeah, I would, yeah. I would add him on there. Now, would it be, would it be the the classic, you know, hand on the chin, Malcolm X face on the temple, yeah, the, or on the, the temple, temple. <laughs> temple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, I love it. I love it. All right, let's uh, let's talk about this week's notable smokables. And guys, as always, notable smokables. Brought to you by Ace Prime. Ace Prime, notable cigars, notable passion, notable purpose. So if it's all right, I'm going to start out this week's notable smokable. This was actually when we were uh, uh, in in Hobart, and I grabbed It's one of these Drew Estate Unico Series uh, Liga Provadas that I had never tried before because they're they're hard to get your hands on. Uh, and I saw some in the humidor, and I grabbed one of the UF-13s. And I had never, yeah, I had seen them everywhere smoke. for for years, and I never yeah. tried one. And that smoke, smoke, that cigar blew me away. It was so good. It was like yeah. peppery and chocolatey, and mm-hmm. tons of smoke output. It burned perfectly. It was a great cigar. Uh, yeah. So I'm glad I finally got to try one of those. <clears throat> uh, and if you guys see them out there, definitely try it because it's you know uh, they're they're tough to get your hands on. And if you see them, grab one and try it because I think you'll like it a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for me, I was uh, I was gifted. So my birthday this last week, I was gifted a lot of great cigars. Um, but the one that stood above uh, the crowd was uh, certainly the uh, the Purple Rain that I got mm-hmm. from uh, our our guy Chuck Hilger, and mm, mm, mm. <laughs> it's not like any other Opus at all. It's a totally if you can find one, get one, try it. It's awesome. Yeah. It's... Kevin Kevin wants to know how can you remember that cigar? <laughs> I, remember few, I remember a few things from Ristafari, Kevin. <laughs> a few. Not the whole weekend, but I remember some of it. Um, so Eric, uh for uh you know, for each each guest we ask him, you know, is there something you smoked recently that was outside of your outside of your brand portfolio that caught your interest that you really liked a lot? Uh Poshanya, the uh war bear. The five by fifty perfecto. Yeah, I, I just so happened to find some in Atlanta at a lounge. And, uh, I had never had it before, so I had other shines before. And uh, I was like, let me pick up this war bear because I never had it. And I smoked it yesterday, I think it was, or the day before. And yeah, I, I, I loved it. And then when I started reaching, talking, you know, trying to find it, and I found out you can't find it. And I was like, yeah, Shit, I should have, I should have saved that one. But um, yeah. yeah, the Poshang was very good. Um, uh, Mortal Coil by CAO, I think it is. Yeah, that was pretty good. And um, Foundation, uh, um, David and Goliath, some of those, those are pretty good too. The, the little perfectos that they have. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's a. It, we're very fortunate. We live in. Uh, we live. We live in the middle right now of another cigar boom. So there's so many great cigars out there on the market. So, so um, you know, that's yeah. uh, that's one of the things we like to do is just talk about some of those. So that was this week's Notable Smokables, brought to you by Ace Prime, improving lives through fine cigars. Visit aceprime.com to learn more. So uh, just to give our viewers and listeners a little bit of an idea of some stuff we have coming up here in, uh, in the next couple of weeks. So this, is, this coming Saturday, the 27th, is another one of those uh, days that we're having a, a special Saturday show because our guest is coming to us from Europe. And with the time difference, we're going to do a Saturday afternoon show. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be on the 27th. We're going to talk to Jeremiah Mirapfel from the famed Mirapfel Cameroon tobacco family uh, mm-hmm. and learn about their family history and the story behind that great Cameroon tobacco that you find on so many great cigars in the world today. Uh, so we're excited to talk to him. And then uh, on April 5th, we have uh, Chris Monaco and Jeffrey Amendola from the Amendola Family mm. Cigar Company. So uh, very excited. We actually just got them booked on the show to come and talk about their brands and their stories. Uh, so 
one final kind of shout out for you, Eric, where, uh, once again, give us all the, the best place for people to cup, keep up with the latest and greatest from Black Star Line Cigars. Uh, on Facebook and Instagram, it's just Black Star Line Cigars. And then uh, the website uh, was uh, blackstarline.shop or bslcigars.net. Either or, it goes to the same website. So you can find me there. Um, for events and stuff, uh, I usually post it on Instagram, depending on what city they're going to. You know, I, I give people ample enough time to, you know, get to wherever I'm going. So uh, my next event is actually in uh, Philadelphia, April 23rd at Vintage Cigar Room. So I'm doing that event with Uncle Nearest, uh, the whiskey. So, okay. Very cool. Yeah. And uh, where can people get that hoodie again? <laughs> <laughs> when it's released, you can find it on the website. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right, Eric, brother, thank you so much for being on the show with us, uh, tell, telling us your story, letting us get to know you and your brands, and we're excited for you and for the future. And uh, again, thanks so much for being a guest on the show. Yeah, man. Yeah, thanks a lot. I really appreciate it. It was a good time. Yeah, Absolutely. looking forward to meet you at TPE. Yeah. Excited to have a stick yeah. with you. And then, you know, Chicago isn't very far away from us, so I'm sure we'll catch up soon. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Whenever you're here, hit me up. Absolutely. Uh, again, for all our viewers and listeners, guys, thank you so much for being a part of How About That Cigar. Uh, we're so excited to, you know, just come to you and bring you these stories about great cigars and great people. Uh, as always, if you guys have questions for me or Garrett, uh, hit us up on the website, howaboutthatcigar.com. You can send us an email directly from there. Follow us on social media at HBT Cigar. And until we see you guys next time, burn cigars, not bridges. See you guys. Thank Absolutely. you.